Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. A great honour to share God's Word. I'm only going to share for 10 to 15 minutes here, but I, I think it's important that we open God's Word together as a church family and uh, just share the, the, the text of Scripture um, that is the base and the foundation for our faith. Let, let's jump into Luke 2, 8. Now, there were in the same country shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over the flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they're greatly afraid, as, as we, you would be. <laughs> then the angel said to him, hey, don't be afraid for behold, Here's the amazing verse that just rings true in our hearts. I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Good tidings of great joy to all people. For there are born to you this day in the city of David, a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find him, the babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. What, what a beautiful story of Christmas. Just two thoughts today. Number one, Jesus comes for everyone. Jesus comes for everyone. Think about it, the greatest event in history. The Messiah had been born. The good news that Jesus comes to everyone, including the plain, including the ordinary, including the one that others had forgot, including the ones that had been put on the shelf, the ones that had been abandoned and bullied and abused and, and, and the world had rejected. Jesus came for everyone. What's interesting, the first people he came to was these shepherds. Let's unpack these shepherds a little bit. In the first century, Palestine shepherds were held in contempt for considered as nothing more than roving vagabonds and thieves. It's no accident that God declared the greatest news of the Saviour to the downcast, the alienated and the forgotten. It was an intentional statement that no earthly system defines who gets to receive the good news. Man's not gonna shut any person out from receiving the good news of Jesus Christ. Maybe you feel a bit like a shepherd. That's how I feel most days, a little unworthy. Uh, I'm not accepted, full of baggage and problems, but our God came to you and He came to me. Uh, my story, I was an average kid. I don't know if there's any average people out there, but I just hated being average. I kept trying something to be good at. Moan of our primary, just average and everything. I was kind of middle of the pack to bottom. Anybody feel my pain? Middle of the pack, I was short and I was a late bloomer and I just tried everything, the swimming, the foot, everything. I tried it all and I'm always coming in middle to the pack except the cross country. So here's what I worked out with the cross country. Number one, you got a day off school that that's worth being on that cross-country team. But secondly, you know, you, 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 you got to, to, to win something. 
And so the plan was at the moment of our primary school, we had an oval and we had to do seven laps to get in, to qualify. And I'm like, I'm, I'm out of the gate fast. I mean, I'm going to get this day off school, right? And man, I'm going good. First lap, first two laps, it's going great. By lap three, I'm dead, I'm tired, I'm falling back, it's over, right? And so lap six, remember it's lap seven, I just quit, I was done. And I just stood there and someone took my name down on a notepad and said, hey, well done, you're, you're, you're top five. Now, I could have told them that I'd only done six, but remember I wanted a day off school. So I'm like, yeah, I'm in, I'm, I'm the guy. So I ran six, you're supposed to run seven, but I qualified, got in top five off to regionals. I'm like, this is, this is awesome. Only to come dead last. And then I had to pretend I had a cramp and a stomach pain. Parents, your kids know that, they're faking it. We've had five, it's a fake. They, they never have a stomach ache, it's just to get out of something. And so I came dead last, but I just was in life, just, just nobody. And I remember living in Darley Street at Mona Vale, a little fibro house, my mum and my sister, just the three of us. And I would look out my window. I wasn't a church kid, never been to church, never heard of Jesus, never knew anything about God. And I remember looking out my window and thinking, is there a God up there? And does He know me? Is there a God up there? And does He know me? It's just, I just was fascinated with that as a little kid. I don't know, six, seven, eight, just, is there a God up there? Does He know me? Have you ever wondered that? There is a God up there and He does know you. Fast forward to about 13, my mate, dragged me along. I thought it was a circus at French's Forest, but it was a crusade. And uh, I, I got saved. I, I don't know what happened, but I just walked up that front of that tent and, and, and Jesus reached down and met me. I was never the same. God touched me. If, if God can touch just a, an average low achiever, <laughs> if He can reach out to a shepherd who's rejected, He can reach out to you today. And my prayer, this whole service, you would sense His love that you're somebody. You're a child of God. You're special. You're chosen. You're one of a kind. You're unique. Don't let the world or anyone else tell you otherwise. You're a child of God. And that's who Jesus came for. He came for you. He came for you. At Elevation, our mantra is everyone's welcome. Doesn't matter your skin colour. Doesn't matter where you grew up. Doesn't matter your background, your financial status, your immigration, where you're at, what you've done, how good, how bad, how wealthy, how poor, whatever. You're welcome, why? Because that's who our God is. Jesus came for everybody. You are loved and you are welcomed. God cares for you, has a purpose for you. Jesus came for everyone. Let's continue on in verse 15. So it was when the angels had gone away, from them into the heavens that the shepherds then said to one another, let us now, they heard the word. Then they said, let us now go to Bethlehem where this thing has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came up with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told to them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marvelled at those things 
which were told them by the shepherds. The first thought, Jesus comes for everyone. And, and the second thought is Jesus uses everyone. So all of a sudden, these shepherds became the preachers. All of a sudden, these shepherds were just overnight, instantly qualified to share the story of their Saviour, of what they had experienced with the angel. It's amazing to me that uh, you know, if, 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 if I had an important message to give, some, I would choose a credible, reliable, trustworthy messenger. Yet God chooses to use these most insignificant shepherds to share their most important message. They regarded as outcasts, these shepherds. They were considered unreliable. They weren't even allowed to give testimony in court. Yet that's who God used as His first preachers to share this story. These shepherds would have had to overcome fear and rejection. They probably were wondering, will anyone believe us? They probably didn't have any clothes fit to wear in town. They didn't know if they were going to fit in. They didn't know if they were going to be surrounded by famous people and rulers and kings and they're just outcasts, if they were going to be accepted or rejected. It's amazing they didn't let that fear stop them and it shouldn't let fear stop us. That God wants to use you to share His message of hope. That God wants to use you to pray for a family member. God wants to use you this Christmas to reach out and give some love and grace to someone who needs it. God, God wants to use you. Jesus comes for everyone and Jesus uses everyone. You're qualified in the Name of Jesus to share His love. It's not just for a couple of people that stand on a stage with a microphone. You, you are the ones. It's amazing that they chose the shepherds, not a preacher, not a Pharisee or a Sadducee. God chose to use the average, the ordinary. Don't let fear stop you. Don't let your background stop you. Don't let your feeling of unworthiness stop you from doing what God is asking of you to share His love this Christmas. Tell someone about Christ, invite them to church, have them over for dinner, buy them a ham, do something to share His love. The shepherds had encountered and their response was, let's go. They encountered God and they said, let's go. I pray the same is for us. We've encountered God and we can say, let's go. God, use us to love those who are hurting. Here's, here's the good news for many of you today. Those in the room that you're successful, you're super smart, you know, you, 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 you've done a lot with your life. For those who are the school captain, for those who are the prefect, you know, for those who are the ducks of the school, for those who've made a fortune, you, you're full of influence. For those of you, here's the good news. God can still use you, but He just specialises in using the ordinary, the average. <laughs> if you got it all together, that's okay. God can still use you, but the reality is in Scripture, He's using more of the unlikely than He does of those who look like they've got it all together. I love that about our God. He comes for everyone and He uses everyone. That everyone is qualified through Christ to be used by God for His kingdom 
and for His glory. I love it, elevation. Everyone has a role to play. We're not built on a couple of stars. We're built on a bunch of faithful servants that humbly want to build His kingdom. Maybe for you, your role is to love your kids. I know they're unlovable sometimes, but let's love them with the love of the Lord like never before. Maybe for some single mums, it's time to see your role, discipling your children sharing a Scripture, praying a verse over them as they're sleeping. Maybe in your business place, your, your calling is to live with integrity, stand up for Christ and His righteousness, to speak truth, even though it may cost you. For some, it's to be a husband that represents Christ, where you're loving unconditionally. For wives, it's to love your children and your husband the way Christ loves you. Uh, For others, it's to serve in the local church, to, to, to use the gifts and talents that God has given you, not to hide them for yourself, but to bring glory to your Lord. For, for others, it's to start a mission field or go into the mission field, which is your backyard. Your mission field is your school, your uni, your workplace. God, God wants to use you. Imagine if every one of us, like the shepherds, felt that we had to go and share our faith to someone the good news of Jesus Christ, that He came, He died, He rose again so that we could be saved. I I love these shepherds because I think I'm a shepherd half the time. Um, I was just a builder, just building buildings and minding my own business. I was 35, I was sitting in the front row of a church and just God kind of just grabbed me. And I can't sort of put it into words, but I just got all emotional. And I started having tears and I just sensed God wanted to use me for His glory more than I had allowed Him to. I kind of felt that as a builder, I don't really fit into the whole church thing. You know, I'm not really a churchy. They're all weird anyway. I'm just big. I'll take my time. But I knew I had to go and Bonnie had me locked into serving in the kids' rooms. I get that. Give some money. That's fine. But I didn't really know my role. I, I, I just felt I'd do my, my, my building thing and then on Sunday I'd, I'd be a churchy. And suddenly God grabs my heart and says, I got more that I want to do in your life. And I remember the, the, the guy, the sort of the, the, the preacher boy, he, he sort of came down and, 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 and he actually put his hand on my shoulder. And I, I didn't know who it was at the time. I was sort of had that, you know, when you have a bit of a cry, it's an ugly cry and you're hiding it so no one sees you. I didn't want to let anyone know I'm a big tough builder. I didn't want to show them I was crying. So my head was down. And, and they said these words at what God's showing you, I believe I'm to be involved in it. And the church is part of it. And I hadn't looked for that. Like the shepherds, I'm just minding my own business. I'm just doing my own thing. I was fine. But it was that one encounter with the Lord that changed the trajectory of my life. In 18 months, I sort of kicked and screamed, but I jumped ship. I went from building houses to building people as a pastor. And the story isn't that you need to be in a church job or on staff, but the story is you need to see yourself as a minister of the Gospel. And don't let your past or your background or your hurt or your frustration or how you've suffered at the hands of others prevent you from sharing God's love and grace. We, we, we have a hurting world out there. 
They, 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 people are in, in a mess. They're, they're, they're just so stressed out, confused. There's hurt, there's pain. We have the answer. His name is Jesus. Come on, church. And He came to bring hope to all men. He came to bring salvation, to bring healing. He came to this earth 2,000 years ago and He's here today and wants to continue to save. And our prayer as a church is revival would come. God, You would pour Your Spirit out again, that we would see people come to Christ like never before, where we're focused on the lost. We want to see the broken and the hurting restored, those marriages that are in pieces. We want them brought back together, that we want to see God rule and reign in people's hearts so His will can be done so people can be changed into His image and become like Him, that God's not forgotten about us, God's not left us, that He is here, He is real, He wants to move in your heart, in your life and you may have had hopes that have been dashed, you may have dreams that have been forgotten about, you may have roles and things that you wanted to do for God and and they've been a distant memory. Today, I believe by the Spirit of God, He wants to bring them back up out of you. You're not done, it's not over. As He came to the shepherd, He comes to you today and says, will you go? Will you do what I'm asking you? Will you step out in faith? Will you share your love to others? And I pray, God, you would do that for us as a church right here, right now, with eyes closed and heads bowed as we close our time together. Maybe when you look at your life, you're not right with God. And someone brought you here today and it's you sort of it's been nice, but I want to make it personal. Is Jesus Christ your Lord and your Saviour? If you died today, do you know where you would spend eternity? We're just not talking about a nice cute baby in a manger. We're talking about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who can take the sins away and forgive us so we can go to heaven. The reality is the Bible is very clear. Jesus is the only way to the Father. And without Jesus, we're heading to hell. We've been born with this sin nature. We can't get rid of it. Doesn't matter how hard we try, only Jesus can save us. And the decision we make on this earth will determine our eternity. Heaven and hell are real. I don't want to scare you or or put fear into you, but I do want to tell you the truth today. In as much love as I can, We've got to get our life right with Christ. And it starts when we ask for forgiveness. We fall on our knees and say, God, be my Lord and be my Saviour. And that's why some of you are here today. Just as Jesus came 2,000 years ago to those shepherds, He's coming to you. He's knocking on the door of your heart. He's saying, will you let me in? I want to forgive you. I want to change you. Will you be mine? With eyes closed, heads bowed. If that's you, just raise your hand. Say, yeah, Miles, I want to be saved. This Jesus, I, I want to know Him that He came for me. Thank you, I see your hand. Others, just raise your hand. Yep, the back there, I see your hand. If if that's you, just say, yeah, I I want Jesus to be my Lord. It's one decision away. He came for you. This is personal, this is for you. Maybe you've walked away, maybe you got cold, maybe your heart's just drifted, you've been hurt, you've been, whatever. Today's your day to make it right, to say, God, I I choose to follow you. One one, One decision away is our Lord. He's here, His presence. Don't miss it. Don't miss Him. Just raise your hand if you want Jesus to be your Lord and your Saviour, to say yes to Him. Church, let's pray with those who raise their hands. Let's pray a prayer together. Jesus, 
I'm a sinner. I need a Saviour. Save me. Forgive me. Be my Lord and help me to follow You all the days of my life. In Jesus' Name, everyone said.